This is episode 17 of season four of all my skate videos. We're so glad you're here to chat about the magenta video, Soleil Levant. I think that's how it's pronounced. I might have to spell check that or double check it or edit that out, but okay. Um, I'm lucky enough to be joined with co-host Brian in Chicago, whose Zoom name is more like Vivian Fail, LOL. Brian, why did you uh, make that your name? Uh, it was the quickest, least witty thing I could come up with. It's memorable. I like it. Ian, yours uh, is Ian Dash frontboard kickflip clipper. Is that a Frank Gerwer nod? No, that was from that? last week when we talked about Adam Diet doing frontboard kickflip on Clipper. But every time we do this, you take away my ability to change my name on Zoom. So I'm just <laughs> stuck in a dungeon with whatever name I had last time. In a dungeon. Yeah, that's exactly how I have it. That's pretty funny. What would your name be if you could change it? I don't know. Jimmy Lemon's the first thing that came to mind. Does he skate a lemon in this video? I don't know. I couldn't tell what anybody was really skating in this. It happened pretty quickly. Yeah, kind of tough. And we'll definitely talk about that video shortly. But we're also joined with a special guest, which is pretty exciting for season 92. Uh, we are joined by Ned, who you may know on Instagram as Beta male hawk also host of the better male hawk podcast yes, Nat, sir, what's how up? Are things? What's i'm good man I'm, I'm stoked to be here stoked to talk about this video because i really enjoyed watching it so look forward to talking about it brad thanks for being here was this yeah. the first time that you watched the magenta yeah, video that's the first time I've, i think i even watched a magenta video at all so it, it was it was really nice yeah yeah, refreshing. Definitely mm -hmm. a different kind of video. Let's chat about you for a little bit, and then we'll eventually hop into the video. So sure. we're chatting pre-Zoom, which I try not to do because I try and save everything for the pod. Mm -hmm. But tell us a little bit about where you grew up skating and where you're at now. So I grew up skating in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, seen out here, I started skating in back in like maybe 2012, 2013. So I think I was maybe... 14 or 15 at the time and uh I grew up skating this park it's called Sorad Skate Park uh it was like the only indoor park out here for like maybe an hour or two hours away and you know it's pretty chill just a bunch of like little grom kids just skating like grizzly grip and watching like Tory Pudwell videos and all that type of deal uh we kind of got flack from a lot of other kids in the in the city because we were like stuck at the skate park a lot and all the other kids would like skate uptown Charlotte, which is like a really small city area and it's mostly just banks and that's pretty much it and security is pretty tight out there because it's just like Bank of America and Wells Fargo. So, you know, the, the scene out here was pretty, pretty slow for the most of most of the time I was growing up, but it's, it's been growing a lot. Charlotte has been expanding over the past decade, just a bunch of apartments. And we have, you know, uh, one of the biggest international airports out here and everything. So yes, as the city grows, uh, more skaters are coming out here and more shops are coming out and people are coming out here building DIYs and all, all sorts of things like that. So it's pretty tight now. Yeah, I'm looking at this rad skate park now. Did you go to any demos or signings that were there? Was that a thing when you were just uh, skating there? Rad skate park is up in Asheville. That's about 
two and a half hours from me. They actually, I think they've only been open for maybe four to five years, but they're actually right beside this uh, historic DIY spot called uh, Asheville Foundation. And that's been there for over like a decade. So they literally built the park right near the foundation, which is super odd because, you know, you can skate the foundation for free and then they, they charge you like 10 bucks to skate the park. But it's nice. It's a nice park. It's just, you know, people don't really want to throw 10 bucks when there's a perfect foundation right beside it. Yeah, that seems like an interesting uh, decision for the rad skate park. I mean, as an indoor place, I imagine yeah. there's rent that you got to pay, but mm-hmm. right next I mean, to a foundation. They, they must be making money because they've been open for about five years now. So I'm stoked for that for them. Yeah. And I see it's skater owned and operated. Have you met any of the owners of Red? Uh, I haven't met, not met any of the owners just because I don't go there enough. You know, it's, it's a bit of a, of a drive for me. I kind of just like stay in Charlotte unless I, I, I only go up there if I'm going like hiking because that's where I have all the mountains and shit. So I do like a hiking trip and a skate trip all together. Got it. Yeah. Brian, this may interest you. I'm looking at the Rad Skate Park website and how much do you think the DIY birthday party is at Rad? I would have to guess it's $199.99. Pretty close. It's actually $150. You get two hours of reserved space in the lounge. You can get some gear upon request. I don't know. It seems like a fun time. Yeah, dude. One, ever, time, yeah. one time I went out there, they had like, they have a nice little chill area. They have like, you could play some pool. Uh, they got some nice couches and everything. So kind of a hangout spot, honestly. Yeah, it kind of looks pretty chill. Couches, mm. pool table. You got an area that you can hang out in outside. Damn. We yeah. might have to have our um, bi-yearly podcast meet up there. And it's, it it's right it's right near a bunch of breweries too. So, oh, dude, say less. In that case, mm. I'll I'll one up it to the deluxe three hundred dollar birthday party <laughs> plan. Exactly. That sounds like a good time for three large pizzas too. I don't. Yeah, the DIY does not have pizzas included. Wow. No. Damn. What are you thinking? And you're gonna come to this deluxe uh, three hundred dollar skate park jam blowout at Rad? I'd be into it. Yeah, could be fun. Yeah. um uh, nad you're a funny guy and i checked your instagram and i was laughing quite a bit and one thing in particular that stuck with me was how you mentioned you went to woodward um and i was wondering if we could pluck a woodward story from you yeah yeah uh, i went to woodward pretty late like because you know you can't go to woodward i think once you're turned like after you turn 18 you can't go to woodward as a camper so I had went to my senior year of high school and I was like, this is like the last chance I could go out there as a camper. So I signed up for their, uh, their Woodward sponsorship program. Pretty much. You just got to get like your parents and a teacher of yours to send them a letter saying why you should get the sponsorship. And uh, they ended up accepting me and I got like 600 bucks. So I only got to go for like $400. So I was super stoked on that. So I went to the first week, and of course, I've like watched the Woodward show like for years now. And I'm just like super excited to get there. And I'm just like immediately turned off like first day. It's it's super hot. Uh, it's an Amish country. You know, I like I'm like a teenager. I'm always trying to be on my phone and all that. And I have no connection the whole time I'm there. 
And I'm like the only black kid there too. And like all the kids are coming up to me and they're like, I kind of look, me and Gary Rogers, we used to like, we like kind of started growing our dreads at the same time. And all the kids are like, yo, it's Gary Rogers and all that type of shit are like, yo, it's Chief Keith. I mean, I didn't care about none of that. I just like definitely took note of it. But uh, yeah, it's definitely grimy, you know, especially when you go years from like not ever going to a summer camp and then, you know, you go to one when you're like 17 years old and you're like, oh, this is about to be like luxury, but absolutely not. Uh, so when I saw the Cancel Woodward page on Instagram, which is probably one of my favorite pages, it just like triggered all these memories I had of being out there and just like the bathrooms being disgusting. And just, you know, when you go to the bathroom, just like even at school you pretty much know some kids gonna come in there and just try to like mess with you so just being in that environment with a bunch of teenage boys you know I definitely just like I'm gonna wait to like the last minute until I gotta take a dump and got pretty constipated can't lie but overall I had a good time uh surprisingly holding my dump for a long time didn't affect my skating I was actually you know, skating a little better. I don't know what it was. Yeah, maybe there are some secret powers to that. Yeah, yeah. When anytime someone asks me about if they should go to Woodard, I'm just like, definitely if you do try to get the sponsorship, because to me, it's just not worth spending over a thousand dollars. Also, when I was there, they had like super strict pad rules. They made us wear elbow pads, knee pads, and a helmet, which was so like it was so hot. And I didn't see that in the Woodward show. So I didn't expect that. They didn't let us wax any ledges and no one was skating it over like the winter. So everything was so sticky. And the food was of course trash. Uh, yeah, so I, I get why they made that page and I absolutely loved it, but it definitely seems like it got worse over the years. Ian might be able to speak on behalf of the internet connection and wireless out there because he's in Lancaster, which is pretty close. Did you pass through Lancaster at all when you were going up north to Woodward? Who are you asking? I don't know. I guess that's an open thing. That was like <laughs> two questions and one's directed yeah, in a different direction. Calm down, Carl. I wanted yeah. to say before that, I wanted to say, Ned, I had one question for you lined up for tonight, and it was about your experience shitting at Woodward. And you somehow managed to cover that already in the first but, 10 yeah. minutes of the episode. Before you came in, he asked me about it. That's why. But yeah, I was, was I was scrolling horrible. through your page and I was trying to find some some funny tweet and I was gonna read that off, but now I now I got nothing. So props for that. We we can skip that now. <laughs> uh yeah, I, I I remember to drive up to the to the camp. I was just like, dude, it's just a bunch of grass, and I saw like people <laughs> traveling on horseback. And shit, I was like, yo, where am I going? Yeah, it's wild out here. Sorry about that. They make me nah. late for work on a pretty... I mean, I don't have to drive into the office because of COVID, but when I used to have to drive in, I'd be late once a week because they have mm. like weekly markets where there's just rows of horse and buggies clogging up the, the roads and pooping everywhere. It's pretty yeah, crazy. I, I remember I was there. They, had, they actually had like one thing you could do at camp is ride a horse, but... I was super scared to try it for some reason. I like I don't be around horses like that. Yeah, horses are terrifying. Yeah, they're, they're big animals. Yeah, I just kept thinking about like Superman and how he fell off a horse and you know, right went paralyzed. So yeah, I was like I'm good on that. 
Probably for the best, yeah. Mm-hmm. What about the paintball? Did you take advantage of the paintball? Dude, I really, I really, one? I really didn't do any of their like, you know, extra, I guess, curricular activities that they had there. Uh, I didn't hit the pool. I really was just there to skate, honestly. So I, I pretty much spent all my time doing that. Um, tried skating the foam pit. I just think foam pits are gross, though. So I can't really <laughs> fuck with them. You that get doesn't out. have one, does it? You, you get out and all the like foam is all on you and you just look disgusting. Yeah, and it gets stuck in your knee pads. We, mm-hmm. We've talked about that quite a bit on this show, how it's just there forever. Yeah, I remember when uh, Woodward had went first opened over the summer and like, you know, COVID was going on. Everyone was like, you know, the next variant was hiding in the foam pit and everything. Talking back again about your page and comedy, do you do stand up? Uh, yeah, the, well, the reason I actually started the the main page is because I was headed up to Raleigh, North Carolina to do an open mic, and they have this super nice skate park out there as well. So my goal was to hit the park and then later that night go do this open mic. And I was just like traveling. I was just like thinking of jokes about skateboarding, and I was like, I can't really do none of these as a set because probably no one out there skates and no one out there would get it so i was like all right well i'm just driving i'm about to like make an instagram and post this and that's how it kind of just started you know that's good yeah i do i do i'm really into stand-up i do like a open mic at least probably twice a week so good community and uh a lot of a lot of skaters do comedy surprisingly enough yeah, I think a lot of skaters have it on their mind, maybe because of, I don't know, some skaters getting a little bit more notoriety in comedy. Not mm-hmm. that like it's their selling point. Like, yeah, I skate and then I do comedy, but it's just yeah. like, I don't know. I think when you're around this activity for so long with this much downtime and this much freedom and so many goofy oddities of product and weird misconceptions and preferences that we just acquired throughout the years i think it's down to make you think a little differently about the world yeah yeah uh mark norman's probably one of my favorite comedians right now and he he, he rips he could do like backside flips and and all that type of shit yeah i just saw him because my one buddy jared shout out jared if jared listens he was on the end of season one but jared does stand up and we put together a little DIY comedy show and Mark was there as the main thing. And we put some oh. money towards a nonprofit. Dude, that's so, tight. That's yeah. so tight. It's, I know it's a journey to Philly, but if we do it again, we're talking March for another comedy show. I, I literally told myself I'm never coming back to Philadelphia. <laughs> I, had, I had the worst time when I went there. So it's like before I had a car and just random times during the summer, I would take what we call a China bus up to New York City. And it would, it would be like a 13 hour bus ride from Charlotte to New York. So I got on it, I got on it and it was like, I was gonna literally get there, go skate day. And while I'm on the way there, I get from like a text from this girl that I was talking to at the moment that lives in Philly. She was like, don't go to New York, like come to Philly instead, just get off the bus. And me just like being like, oh, this girl in Philly wants me to come out there. It's like, you can stay on my couch. I, I get off the bus out there. And honestly, like the first two, like within the first hour I got there, like some dude tried to like 
robbed me and shit because I got there like the middle of the night and I'm like downtown Philly by myself and he's just, it's like this homeless guy he's like yo could I have some money I'm, I have no cash on me he's like you lucky I just don't take all your shit from you right now so I'm already turned off from that and then I like I go to this like this girl's house and it's completely way different from what I expected it's just like super sketchy and like her friends are into shit that like I'm not really into so we're not really connecting and it's just so awkward and then I'm like stuck there at the same time and then uh blah 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 I fall asleep and then the morning happens and I'm just like you know what I'm about to just go to a park and go skate and that's kind of like the worst thing to do I think on go skate day is to go hit the skate park because it's so packed so I was just kind of just sitting there and I was like, damn, I really should have just went to New York instead. So I ended up being stuck in Philly for like two days with this this girl that I should have been hanging out with, with people I should have been hanging out with. And honestly, like my friends were like kind of scared that I wasn't even going to be able to make it home because it was such a sketchy situation. I would speak on it more, but I'm not really trying to like, you know, say what they were up to and all that type of deal. Yeah, sure. Just, uh, I was just saying, Philly has a really bad opioid problem. That's what it is. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's a tough problem to have a one-stop solution for it. But yeah. I'm yeah. sorry that happened to you. If you come back, we'll uh, show you a good time. Yeah, definitely. Got to definitely plan it next time. Yeah. So in addition to Instagram and that comedy that you're building up there, you have a podcast that's just starting. How did you get started with that? What inspired oh, it? Well, just with the page kind of growing and just like different types of people, you know, following it and just meeting people, uh, you know, just a good way to talk. Uh, so that's just kind of how it happened. I just wanted to talk to some of the people that were following me and they just so happened to be some people that I looked up to for a, a, a long while. So that's pretty much it. Just Just meeting people, networking and having conversations. That's all. Yeah, I don't want to get too emotional, but definitely doing this podcast kind of feels like therapy of just riffing for however long, even if mm -hmm. it's about, I don't know, Italian or I think. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I always appreciate being able to do this. It's a privilege. Yeah, there's lots and of I, different types of people that skateboard, so you can meet a lot of interesting characters, so I fuck with that. And it's crazy how far a DM can reach now. Yeah, I know you just uh, interviewed somebody that got to skate the barracks just from kind of a snowball movement of people that um, were in the military or army or mm -hmm. navy, mm -hmm. and to just see that snowball right there, like it's amazing how much access we have for communication lines now. Seriously, though, I wish I knew it was that easy when I was like thirteen. You know, <laughs> yeah, I was sending them emails trying to figure out <laughs> Steve Bear's email address. Steve Beer at Yahoo, Steve Beer at Gmail. <laughs> I just had to DM him on Instagram. Yeah, DM him. And then how did that pan out? Because I think you mentioned this in that episode, but can you fill us in on uh, you and Steve's relationship? Uh, No, Steve Beer has me blocked. Carrie Young has me blocked. Uh, you know, I really wasn't, I don't think I did anything too wrong. Um, I just made like a picture where it said like, you ever heard like the Obama runts, Zaza runts, all like all that type of stuff. 
So I was like, Kiriyuma had like Kiriyuma surf, Kiriyuma style. I was like, what if they had Kiriyuma runs and just like photoshopped a picture of that. And then like photoshopped a picture of Steve Barra just looking like fried. And it was like nothing mean. I just thought it was funny. And Barra saw it. And I guess he's just like, you got me, which I really wasn't trying to get him. And yeah, he blocked me for that. But also I think what I was hosting this like virtual King of the Road contest. And one of the challenges I made them do, it was like 200 kids. And I made them all like go to the Kiriyuma page and just like talk shit. So that probably was, <laughs> was it too. I do want to, I want to meet Barrow one day because I do want to skate the barracks. And I've, I've talked to like the other like skate meme page admins. And I was like, it would be sick if we were able to like have some type of event out there but between all of us, you know? It seems important, especially the way that, like, all right, let's be real. After a certain age, you're not going to catch everything on Thrasher or everything Mm -hmm. that gets posted, but Instagram is like a no-brainer. And the fact that it's not necessarily skate content that pages like yours is producing, but it's just, like, almost yo-yoing with it, just, like, messing with it, which I think, to me, is, like, better because of the way i consume content now i'm not going to watch a four minute part but i'll look at one image and that's it yeah one thing i noticed with this page is that there's so little content that skaters actually i find enjoy so you could pretty much like one of the first things i noticed i was like you could just like dangle keys in front of skaters and that will entertain them like they're like babies like because there's not there's not a lot really out there for them to watch or much so that's why a meme page kind of works right now you know once it gets more like you know broader as skateboarding grows as as rapidly is doing you know then i guess it would be a little complicated but you know everyone's just trying to find something because not everyone's not trying to watch a skate video every time they want to watch skate related content like last night i was literally watching zeke and luther like and I was like, yo, this is low-key good, you know? I don't know if y'all ever watched that. Not yet. Tell us a little bit about it. Okay, so uh, Zeke and Luther is a Disney Channel show um, about two skateboarders. It came out probably in the early 2010s. Um, but, you know, it's actors. It's not actual people who skate. Like, they have stunt doubles and all that type of shit. But... I was watching it for the first time ever last night and it's like cringe to the point that it's good. Like I kind of was there, I was thinking about just making like one of those out of context pages just for this show. Cause they say like the most bizarre shit, like they were talking about um, their trucks and they were just like saying like the oddest names for them. They, 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 they were talking about the game of skate and they, 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 I guess they couldn't call it skate, so they made their own name for it, called like dozens. So I definitely suggest watching it just for how cringe and it is for Disney and just noticing the stunt doubles and all that type. Yeah, it looks as if they had three seasons. You can watch it on Hulu. On mm-hmm. IMDb, it was rated 6.4 out of 10. Google users give it a 93%. It started in 2009 and ended in 2012. Okay. So here, here's your recommendation for the week. Zeke and Luther, three yeah. seasons. Go knock I, it out. I, don't go into it thinking it's going to be an actual show about skating. It, it's, it's just cringe in a, in a good way. 
it looks promising i'm gonna yeah. check that for sure uh brian do you have any questions for nad yeah uh you said you had gone up to raleigh and had a chance encounter of a good skate park out there any chance that was the the apex park um i've been to the apex park that's about 45 minutes outside of raleigh uh that's definitely one of the better parks out here in nc it's just a little bit away but there's they're starting to uh build a lot of parks like that out here like the, there's a city called lexington and they just made a similar park it's about 30 minutes away and literally last week um a bunch of the skaters out here went to some government meeting where they officially got a, a new park uh, being built and they're saying it should be done uh, by November. And they've been trying to do that for a long time. So they're building a lot of new parks out here, which is tight. That's awesome. I'd, I'd love to hear that. Uh, yeah. I... The park actually, they're, they, they're making it race car themed after Dale Earnhardt because it's a big race. North Carolina loves racing. So that makes sense. Yeah. It's got like checkered flags and the three for Dale logo and shit. Do it for Dale. Yep. Ian, you got any questions for Ned? Yeah, I did think of one since um, we already talked about pooping at Woodward. <laughs> what was the inspiration for this image? Oh, fuck. My green screen's killing it. This uh, Aaron Cairo Soldier Boy crossover that you posted. Oh, dude! Man, I, I was scrolling through your page today, and there was a lot of stuff that was making me laugh. But I got hung up on this. I was laughing at this for like a solid minute straight. Well, yeah, I was just—I just went to Aaron's Instagram and saw that picture, and I was like, "Bro, he looks just like Soldier Boy." And I was like, "I bet I can find a picture of Soldier Boy dressed just like that." So I was like, "Oh, oh wait, whoa, wait—is this a, this is a real picture? This isn't Photoshop?" Yeah, I just photoshopped the the cash, the chain, and maybe the glasses. But Holy shit, you're right. Other than that, it's all he dressed like that. That's his own doing. Damn. Yeah, I guess he was doing like a, a baggy jeans challenge, you know, some clickbait. Yeah, one of those things. Wow, some, braille, some braille clickbait. Well, regardless, you found a really good uh, picture of Soldier Boy to yeah, put alongside of it. Soldier Boy did it first. Yeah. I guess so. But yeah. Cairo's got it. I know. Burning question was that. And I'm glad we covered pooping at Woodward because I. I'm a shy pooper myself, so that one did. I think you said like a, I don't know if this is relatable or not, but it was it was relatable. So thank you for that. Yes, yes. You need to talk about it. You need to get it off your chest and get it out. I've been trying for a couple of years. I've been getting a little better, but it's still not something I enjoy. Like I would much rather be in. We only have one bathroom in my house, and it's. I mean, you've seen my house. It's like right in the middle yeah. of everything. So I've when there, there was multiple Second people floor. living here, there's just like a stampede outside while you're trying to poop every day. And it's really, and like, you know, it's going to smell afterwards when you leave the door open and like, you can try to hide it, but it, everybody knows what you just did. It sucks. Yeah. I feel like as a responsible adult, it's, it's your job to poop before you leave the house and go out and skate. Uh, I don't understand any of my friends who'd be like, yeah, I got to take a shit during like the middle of a sesh. And they just go to like the, the Taco Bell across the street, you know, I'm like, dude, you're like 24. What are you doing? You know? Yeah. Figure it out. Yeah. That's too old to be pooping in Taco Bell. Honestly. Yeah. But if you got to go, you got to go. For, yeah, for sure. But on a regular basis, like if you're doing that on a, even a monthly basis, you got to figure it out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like the people always say, uh, 
you should only shit on your on your company time. That way you're getting paid. Mm-hmm. So that's about it. I love that. Words of wisdom. That's a, that's a great word of wisdom. It is. Borrow that. That might make the quote wall, the scoreboard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wanted to move forward towards uh, a new thing we have not done on the podcast. Yes, this is a, a new exclusive. We're going to play a quick game. The game is called Fuck That Shit. Okay. Or That's My Shit. I'll explain what you're going to be talking about. And this is to you, Nad. Well, actually, no, let's make it, let's make it uh, for everybody. So I'm going to tell you two things and it's, we'll switch off after every two things, but in response to it, you're going to say either fuck that shit. You're not messing with it. You're not a fan or you'll say, okay, like you're kind of whatever, or that's my shit. Like you're really a fan. You don't have to go into detail. Some of these are just going to be self-explanatory. But some of these you may want to dive into and maybe say a little bit more. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Okay, let's get it. So there will be two things. Some of them are going to be similar. Some of them might be different. But we'll start with Guy Mariano and Mouse. I'm into that shit. Was that what I was supposed to say? Uh, Yeah, you could say that's my shit. That's my shit. shit. Yeah, that's your shit. Huge guy fan, probably one of my top five skaters. So, okay, so on the opposite side of his career, Guy Mariano and Fully Flared. I'm into that shit. Anything guy, anything guy releases, I'm into. I I literally probably went a year and a half trying to do every trick in like the videos, but I couldn't because I wasn't good enough. So I'm kind of like trying to do it now that I'm a little better, but then I'm still realizing I'm not good enough still. But it's been ten years, and I'm like. Jesus Christ. You got hey, the that, 270, that 270 lip, to, Yeah. Your 270 lip back to switch. That was pretty impressive. That was a good guy. Appreciate maneuver. it. Appreciate it. Yeah. I was like, I could probably do that with a flat bar. I want to take it down a handrail. I just got to find the right rail. That's all. That's an insane trick to to do in general, but doing it down something's pretty, yeah. that's pretty wild. Yeah. I wish you luck with that. Thank you. I can't. He did that 10 years ago, and I still can't really do it, so... Yeah, that's crazy. Blows my mind. Ian, while we have you on the horn, we'll continue for round two of Fuck That Shit, Okay, or That's My Shit. You ready? Sure. Joe Biden. Uh, Okay. <laughs> like, a, like a cringe face, okay. Okay. Hey, okay is okay, man. This is all your opinion, man. And then following that up with Donald Trump. Less okay. This is a bad game. I hate this fucking game. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Joe Budden. <laughs> as like the alternative. What would you say if I did say the rapper Joe Budden? Is he the one that got the dog to lick peanut butter off his balls? I, think I don't I know, did he? <laughs> it's him and uh, there's another Joe or something. Like one of them jerks his dog off and one of them puts peanut butter on his balls for his dog to lick off. Oh no. And uh like we always have my friends and I always have this debate like which one's worse. And uh does that answer your question at all? I'm just trying to derail from the original questions because I don't want to talk politics on a shitty skateboarding podcast. Yeah, sure. I mean you don't have to dive in. You can just leave it with your response. That's okay. But uh thanks for making my it whole through response. round two. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. Brian, are you ready for round three? I don't think so. 
Almost <laughs> ready. Round three. Almost round. Almost three. round three. All right. Well, now it's round three. So let's get it. CKY the videos. Okay. Okay, and then Jackass the series. Okay. <laughs> I was uh I was just watching right before this pot a twenty five minute video, um called the downfall of Bam Margera. Um, <laughs> it was a roller coaster. Uh, I I recommend it. It's a uh, Pat CC on YouTube. The downfall of Bam Margera, and it, it pretty much talks from his uh his youth to making CKY to him now, and it was so emotional, so emotional. I Damn. wish he was in. Have y'all seen Jackass Four? I haven't seen it yet. I have. What was it good? I liked it. I haven't laughed that hard in a movie theater in a long time, and I think okay. after a certain point, um, in someone's life, it's harder for them to laugh at movies. Yeah, or maybe that, I don't know. That, maybe it's that's. Just- that's good to hear. Yeah. Um, I uh, talked to a few people about it and they said that there was a little bit too much nudity for their liking, but mm-hmm. it's that cringe stuff that I think just makes you explode in laughter or agony or some type of feeling that most comedies won't really give you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. That's where I stand. Um, we'll take it to you. We have a few more rounds of this. Uh, Nad. Fuck that shit. Okay, that's your shit. PJ Ladd. That's my shit. Um, I really didn't watch much PJ Ladd parts growing up, but that was like one of my go-to skaters when I would like play skate, like EA skate and like video games and shit. So I, I knew who he was from video games before actually watching his skateboarding. Like, So that's why I kind of fuck with him. Got it. Okay. And then to follow that up, my favorite, Jim Greco. Okay. Okay. Actually, no, that's my shit. I think I think he's practicing like sobriety and stuff. So I fuck with that. Yeah, I think he's been sober for probably over a decade or so. Yeah, that's tight. I like I like that. Yeah. Uh Ian, we'll continue to you and now taking a step back from people, now focusing on brands. Nintendo. Yeah, Nintendo's great. Current day, all of it? All of it, yeah. I knew it. Okay. Following that up with PlayStation. That's fine too. Yeah. That's okay. That's No, I'd say that that's that's my shit too. I have a, I have a PlayStation and I have a Switch. Okay. So they're they're both both good things. Thanks for that. Uh Brian, let's continue. Two more rounds fruit that's my shit vegetables that's also my shit i don't think (laughs) i've left the grocery store in the last like three years without having like either a head of lettuce or a bag of spinach if there's any constant it's that got it and concluding this game which i thought went pretty well what did you guys think i'm enjoying it yeah, this was fun. Yeah. Ian fan. That's my shit. Yeah, this is your shit. <laughs> okay. Ah, <laughs> uh, Nad, let's conclude with you. Coffee. That's my shit, but particularly iced coffee. Got it. And then following that up with tea. That's also my shit. Both. Yeah. Coffee, tea. 
it's real nice some ginseng tea uh my girlfriend's really into like spices and all these type of shit so she'll throw it in the tea and it's delicious gotta check that out okay that's all i had but ian do you have one for me because i didn't do anything yeah let me think for a second um bones wheels fuck that shit (laughs) terrible shape i hate that shape that little thin shape people used to love them um prior to formula fours like it would be kind of a niche cult classic thing but they were so thin and i hated that shape and i just can't see myself doing it anymore and i don't know anybody that rides bones wheels or purchases them at least um it's it's still you know one person oh shit god damn it (laughs) well well okay what's what's that button that has the opportunity to kick people out (laughs) what about oj's carl uh i'm leaning more towards fuck that shit but they haven't done anything wrong to me so i'm gonna lean towards okay are you just a straightforward f4 guy the past few years yeah yeah that's fair yeah ever since i was gifted a pair um working at the skate shop when it was just like their beginning set run they've been good to me since then is that what i have on now you know what they say once you go f4s you can never go back to before i haven't thought about it like that i've actually never been one to really tell the difference between wheels like when people say they like a particular wheel i just like dude it's a wheel's a wheel bro it rolls i don't know it was just me but i i don't get how so many people are so particular about like those type of things i i think it's because really i just kind of just grew up skating whatever like i could get my hands on i never was like yeah i'm a bones guy or i'm a a spitz guy i was just like yeah i I just i just need some wheels dog even the shape the shape doesn't rub you the wrong way if it's nah not the shape nothing like that maybe if it's like a bigger wheel i'd be like this is a little too heavy but that's that's probably it wow like sometimes i'll skate wheels so long that some dude will walk up to me at the DIY and be like, yo, I got some wheels you can have. Like, he's like feeling bad for me. Cause I, I've like skated them down to like, it's almost where I'm skating just on my bearings. I don't know. That's happened to me like numerous times, by the way. Yeah. I mean, I'm the same way I ride it until it's done, but for starters, I wouldn't want to start with a certain shape, but I'm kind of mm-hmm. jealous. You're, you're skating, whatever. That's a, a sweet spot. Yeah. I don't I, know if I can go back it, to it's it. It's pretty much like that with everything except board size. Okay. I like a bigger board for sure. Yeah, now we know. All right. Well, we're approaching the hour mark. I didn't mention this at the beginning, but if you're new to the pod, welcome. We're glad you're here. We have now started to hold the rest of these episodes hostage after the first hour. So to help support the podcast and support us so that we can keep talking more banter and play more games like the one we just did. You could join us on Patreon, which should be in our Instagram, and it should hopefully be the following uh, bit. It should be patreon.com slash all my skate videos. And if I don't get that right, just check our Instagram there. Um, again, you would be supporting the podcast. You might even get some bonus content. You might get a handwritten letter from Brian, Ian, or myself 
they haven't really signed up that they're going to do it yet, but I'm going to hold them to it maybe, or maybe I'll just write them all. Uh, we're now going to talk about the video portion of the episode, Magenta's Sole Levant. We'll talk about the video, but first we'll talk a little bit about the brand itself. Magenta Skateboards, maybe you've heard of them. According to Kingpin Mag, they're an independent skateboarder-owned company established in Paris in 2010 by Soy Panday and brothers Vivian and Jean Feel. Vivian's in the video. With no middleman or business in sight, every person involved in Magenta is a skateboarder. It eventually goes on to say that art director Soy does all the brand's graphics, including logos, boards, and ads. Boss Vivian takes charge of business while Jean does shipping and photo shoots. So there's a little bit of background information on Magenta. Nad, any experience with Magenta? Have you had a t-shirt from them, a board from them? Any experience with Magenta? No, I have really no experience. Um, I definitely remember when they like started, you know, at least showing up in the States. All the kids in my area were copying their boards and shirts, but I definitely, I wasn't one to. But I've always thought the name was sick and the graphics were sick. But before watching this video, I totally even forgot it was a brand. I can't lie. Yeah. It kind of went under the radar, I think, after, at least for me, like 2013 or 15. Um, Ian, what about you? Any experience with Magenta? No, pretty much the same experience that Nab mentioned. I was a big Soy fan as a younger adult. So I were like, I knew they were a company, but yeah, up until we mentioned watching this video, they kind of, slipped my mind as well were you a fan of his t-shirts that look too small maybe in retrospect yeah i really like his kick flips i guess <laughs> yeah i guess so too all right brian what about you big magenta guy uh as you were so kind to point out uh on one of your trips out here to chicago i have a magenta button in my car that's the the only reason I bought that car was for the magenta button. When I turn on <laughs> when I turn on economy mode, um, I've never had a board. Been a fan of their videos. I was a fan of uh, FESN before magenta materialized, and that influence is super strong, as I know we'll talk about shortly. But I I have never actually had a piece of their product, so I guess I'm a hypocrite. Yeah. I've had a few boards in like the 2011, 2012 range. I know this because I rolled my ankle and also might've had one of the first Instagram posts ever for me was posting a magenta board that I got because that was a thing. Nobody really does it anymore as, as like feed content. How about that? Yeah, that's like a story post now, huh? Yeah, just the quick tags of everybody and that's it. Yeah. Maybe I'll throw it back. I'll post it on the feed if I get something real good. We'll see. Um, I found this interesting because I know that Theories recently had Polar leave them. And I was curious how Magenta ranks in comparison to the others. But I mean, not to say that the numbers for social media are everything, but Magenta, if we look at the social media, has 132,000 followers, making it the most popular brand under theories distribution, which I thought was pretty interesting. Um, the Sole Levant video features a variety of people. Some noteworthy ones are as follows. Zach Lyons, Vivian Feel, Soy Panday, Takahira Morita, Jimmy Lannon, Leo Valls, and, and Mad Heads. That's, that's pretty much it. If you lost 
your knowledge of French language. Soleil Levant means rising sun. What do you think about that? Yeah, I definitely looked it up and uh, I really, I didn't really get it to the end when they uh, had like the white outfits on with the red beanie. I was like, that's tight. I liked it. I like the artistic direction in this video just in general. Yeah, it almost feels like it's all over the place, but it all works because I know that they're like trying to make skateboarding very positive. Like, I mean, the only downside is that you see them drinking at the end, which like I'm sure is just part of the territory. But I know that in the one article I read, they're big on like promoting skating across the world. And as they mentioned, you know, one of their mottos, worldwide connections. Yeah, there was a there's a part in there where he's like, I just want everyone in humanity to skate, which I disagree with, but <laughs> seems to be a very positive movement that they're trying to push. Imagine it would make all of the parks and streets pretty congested with people falling, like a domino yeah. effect. Yeah, I'm I'm not game for it. I'm like definitely one of the people who encourage gatekeeping of skateboarding. Yeah, and like, what if your parents got into skating? Like, does that make skating not cool at that point? That would be the worst, dude. So just like undo the reason so many people start. <laughs> I mean, there's already enough dads at the park just trying to like bully their sons into going pro. Yeah, we don't, we I think don't need the them pets. To go yeah. pro themselves. I'm down for pets to skate though. Yeah, I'm definitely here for the pets too. Uh, love the dogs, love the cats. Uh, need more diversity though, for sure. Yeah, if we can get a fish to skate somehow, <laughs> staying in the bowl, mm-hmm. <laughs> they're literally skating a bowl while that'd, they're skating. That would be sick. <laughs> That'd be great. They start out skating a bowl. Get one of those uh, Woodward horses on a board. <laughs> <laughs> they would just kick out all the time. <laughs> I can't land anything because it just kicks out. Oh, man, that's funny. Uh, so the video opens with Earth, which if you told me this was a National Geographic film, I would have believed you. We see a bunch of skylines of places like Paris and uh, uh, maybe some other places. But Ian, do you have any experience being in Paris? No, I've, I've pretty much never left the country, actually. I haven't done a lot of traveling, unfortunately. I think you might be what the French call les incompetents. Yeah, I think I know what that means or what you're getting at, and you're probably right. What does that it's mean? In Home Alone, yeah. What does that um, mean? No, I thought you meant something else. Never mind. Uh, I think it's the incompetent. Les incompetents. Okay. Yeah, I've never, I've never been out the country either. I want to go. And Paris is definitely up there on the list. Definitely after watching this video, for sure. Looks fun. Yeah. Yeah, this didn't hurt my desire to go to France, that's for sure. Ian, do you want to walk us through this beginning portion with Zach Lyons? Anything noteworthy there? My wife just said that Paris smells like piss. Oh, now we know. That, that's all. I, that's the only note I had for that. Uh, well, when I was watching it with Zach, the, the talking behind it and just like, you know, no landing on the moon. It's pretty much just saying like you can do like the impossible and like you can achieve like super amazing things that's kind of probably out of your comprehension very like strange watching such kind of like low impact skating while while that's going on you know like 
I'm like, I could totally do these tricks. I don't need a motivational speech behind it. Maybe if he was like doing this impossible rail or something, you know? Yeah, lack of handrails and like truly dangerous skating in this. Yeah. But I think it just works in favor of the cities and maybe that's just not a thing. I've never been to France. Mm-hmm. So I really can't say, but I think they do a good job of um, low impact skating pro. I, I took a note. Ability. He did, he did like the a perfect balance nose grind at two minutes and 22 seconds into the video. So I thought that was tight. Yeah. There are a few very well executed nose grinds in this video. And like a few combinations too, like, I love the switch frontside 5-0 to regular around that fountain. And mm-hmm. we get a few switch ride-on grinds, which is good, and some twirly broad manuals and lots of half cabs. I kind of miss seeing Zach Lyons skate more. I don't think he really does it like this anymore. Does he still have a pro board? Does anyone know? I'm not sure. I was going to ask you the same question because I also miss seeing footage of him. Yeah. I think last I heard was that he was working at that one skate bar in um, Baltimore. Don't know the name of it, though. The pro skater to bartender pipeline. I love it. Yeah, I, I know someone that just did something similar, too. Yeah. Pro and now deciding to bar back. I've been watching. Uh, I, I don't drink right now. I'm a, like 100 days sober, but I've been watching on YouTube videos of the tipsy bartender. I don't know if y'all seen him on Instagram or Facebook. Uh, he just makes like unnecessary drinks, just pouring like 20 bottles of vodka into like a bathtub for, for no reason. It, it's interesting to watch. I gotta check it out. Sounds promising. Mm-hmm. I do like this beginning intro. It, I think it just got mentioned a little bit ago, but none of it really gets retained. And maybe it's because they don't skate a bunch of spots. They like skate around and just skate stuff that hasn't really been seen. And maybe that's why this video kind of went over my head and I decided to revisit it. But I mean, the vibe's good. The B-roll's well done. I think, especially in this first montage, the rest of it, I'm, I'm kind of undecided about. The voiceovers in this, I didn't know too many of them. I think one of them was even Bill Gates. And like, I don't know, is Bill Gates considered a really good speaker? I like what he was saying with equity for everything, but I don't know. Do you really need to hear Bill? It's always tough watching a skate video with like a speech behind it. Cause I just, I remember times I would just be like fried and just like want to sit down and, and watch the skate video. I'm like, dude, I'm not trying to get lectured right now. I'm trying to watch some clips, like turn that shit off. But yeah, I'm trying to nice. see it's nice right now. Yeah. I'm trying to see Jimmy up Lannon do all these ollies. I'm not dude, trying to hear. I loved that ollie stuff. section. I think he did like, I, I try to count. I think he did like 17 ollies. He's got a few and then it you might so even nice. want to like count the ones where he just does up a curve, but he's got a good one. Yeah. You don't really see that in a lot of videos, uh, Ollie montage. That, that was really interesting. Definitely felt like a good way to open up the video. Brian, did you have any takeaways from this beginning montage with the speeches and whatnot going? Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll co-sign that balance nose grind and 
even more so because it was front side. I feel like backside nose grind, you see a lot of people get a perfect balance on those. And they, they still look great, but front side, it's like I always only associate it with Colt Cannon. And that's kind of the guy who's always on my mind when I think front nose grinds. Uh, Jimmy had that yeah, really solid. And then his, his next trick, which I think was his last trick, like that ollie up front rock and then like 270 pivot to fakie like heavy drahobal influence on that one huge huge fan of that trick but it also had one of my biggest pet peeves in any skate video when they they cut in the middle of a line to take out the footage of them getting from one trick to the next it always bothers me probably irrationally so when that's in a video and I noticed that uh, starting in the very first part, but it does end up being a theme throughout the rest of the video. Yeah, that happens a lot to the point where I was like, is this even a line? Like they could have yeah, right? me, you know? Yeah, they could be pull, pulling the wool over our eyes. A lot of kids do that on Instagram. I know this. Which oh, I yeah. guess, all right. I, I, I think I can defend the Instagram one because they're trying to make the time crunch that they have to make that yeah. i can understand mm-hmm. and maybe they have a bad push and they're getting rid of it <laughs> which which is totally possible like For sure. I, I mean there are people out there that are super talented with tricks but collective style maybe not quite what, what you would want to see on the feed or they just think of it as downtime like dead air almost like if you're not doing a trick it's dead air mm-hmm. mm. interesting one it is also just boring, like especially on Instagram clips. If someone's doing a line at a skate park, uh, like you don't want to sit there for an extra five seconds to watch them just like take one push and like adjust their pants or whatever while they're getting ready for the next trick. Like I can definitely understand why from an, an aesthetics perspective, why you'd want to cut that stuff out. And I think like I was annoyed by it, too, in this video, but it works with the really fast paced editing like they I don't think it really matters in this video or a video like this, whether or not these are actually one, you know, whether the clip was one clip or not. I don't think that's really the point. I don't think it really matters because they're not doing the most technical tricks to begin with anyway. For sure. Definitely distracting though. Yeah. Let's be real. This Zach Lyons line with the wall ride back 180 and then fakie flip and then half cab and then front nose grind. I mean, we've really, said wonderful things about the front side nose grind but the rest of that line like i know it shows a cool spot but i don't know man that uh that line seems kind of simple but maybe that's just me being jealous i'm not the one skating it and at least they didn't do anything odd where like you know they have the back 180 and then they cut the clip and then they show another clip where for some reason he's regular stance and doing another trick like if there was a, a discontinuity in the line, I think that's what would make me more upset. What would make me more upset. But I think what Ian said about how the editing is just so quick and it works for it. And I just don't retain any of it because of how it's edited and how Bill Gates is now stuck in my head. <laughs> talking to me as I watch a skate video just makes it work. And if anything, just helps me gloss over a lot of it. Yeah, I think my favorite line and the video was Jimmy Lannon. He did like a switch Manny uh, to switch 360 revert. 
like that was that was tight to me i, I enjoyed that yeah almost in like a, a clean subway looking place with that bank on the side i like that one yeah yeah I call that a tricky ricky on this podcast a tricky you do ricky. yeah yeah those, tricking those the subway, subway lines yeah okay. the subway I think people who skate in the subway, are, they're awesome. People who skate in the subway are uh, airports. They're ballsy. You know, I'm always nervous. I'm like shoot my board out. It's going to hit somebody or like get tackled by security or something. Yeah. Subway, I could see. Airport, I think, is a little bit more risky because they actually clean the airport. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's that's the deciding factor is, is, is the area well kept or is it just amongst a bunch of vermin <laughs> um does anybody want to talk about this next section the orchestra next? section is that like the friend section after that i think it's like what I consider yeah it. like right after it they have mm-hmm. this orchestra that's just getting seated to play and i guess that kind of takes you into the montage as like a theme with the mm-hmm. music and the uh, to me, it was just really like after the whole speech and everything. That was a nice like palate cleanser, you know. That's what I that's what I took from it. I enjoyed some of the tricks that happened. Uh, I think I saw like a no comply tray flip. Someone did like a one foot manny to fifty fifty, and uh, someone did like a kick flip into this like super tight alleyway, and they just went into the darkness. So I appreciated watching all those. Yeah, I said that it seemed like a fun art project. And that the random sprawling was great. And this video reminded me that it did kind of start a trend of people hopping around and like always ollieing or like doing tricks. And like maybe it's the quick footedness and power sliding and whatnot. And I think I just needed to remember that Magenta kind of started that whole thing, that trend that nobody really touches now. But I definitely saw some jip bags jumping around every which way trying to mimic this stuff. Yeah, I definitely enjoy watching that because this is my first time watching the video, but I was trying to do tricks like that at the time. But now I realized my friends must have saw it and then I was skating like my friends. So, yeah, see that inspiration is great. I mean, maybe in France, everyone's hopping like rabbits, but over here, I think it's not quite that. Maybe because we have more cracks in our sidewalks and streets than over there in Paris, France. Yeah, this is yeah, Canada. Uh, Toby, I don't know if you're Toby Bennett. Yeah, yeah. He, he kinda, used to do that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he kind of used to come out here in Charlotte before when he was like a little, like probably like 10 years old and he was skating like that and it was always blew my mind. And he still skates like that to this day and it's great to watch. He's like one of my favorite skaters for sure. Yeah, I saw he had some stuff in the new weekend montage mm-hmm. it's pretty mm-hmm. cool he looks more adult like now yeah brian you went off mute did you want to add something oh i was gonna say if if chicago had as much smooth marble ground as this video has been showing i think you'd see a lot more people out here hitting those power slide quick ollie type things but that's that's so far from achievable on most of the streets out here um one note I took, pretty useless one, but it was really impactful to me. Uh, there's a guy in the montage whose name was uh, like Americ Nokus, something along those lines. I'm probably pronouncing that terribly. Um, 
but he was like one of the first people I ever saw skateboarding on YouTube like 15 years ago. Uh, he, he would do like freestyle stuff, but kind of more street, like uh, someone who really liked Rodney Mullen, but just wasn't that good, which nowadays not that uncommon, but this was literally 15 years ago. And I had no idea he was still around past like when I was in high school. So seeing him in, in this was like, holy shit, I accidentally have been following this guy's career for most of my skateboarding life. Well, we're approaching the hour mark. I didn't mention this at the beginning, but if you're new to the pod, welcome. We're glad you're here. We have now started to hold the rest of these episodes hostage after the first hour. So to help support the podcast and support us so that we can keep talking more banter and play more games like the one we just did, you could join us on Patreon, which should be in our Instagram, and it should hopefully be the following uh, bit. It should be patreon.com slash all my skate videos. And if I don't get that right, just check our Instagram there. Um, again, you would be supporting the podcast. You might even get some bonus content. You might get a handwritten letter from Brian, Ian, or myself. They haven't really signed up that they're going to do it yet, but I'm going to hold them to it maybe, or maybe I'll just write them all. But uh, what's going to be coming if you join more goods? We'll talk about the Magenta video. We'll riff some more. Nat, are you going to stay with us for the Magenta video talk? Oh, definitely. Definitely. I got about like maybe 30 more minutes for sure. Yeah. So if you had fun in the first hour, we hope to see you on patreon.com. You can support the pod there. We hope to see you there.